Hello everyone, welcome to our show today called NG Ingwen. My name is John Drummond or Yang Haolin. Hello, 大家好，欢迎回到我们新平方的节目 NG Ingwen。我是 Angela。We have a great show for you today with our good friend James Feng, who's known around the Taiwanese community as Feng Zhong. 是的，那今天我们非常开心的邀请到了美国籍纪录片导演。冯真 James 来到我们的 NG 英文呢、哦，他待会呢要和大家聊聊他从前途光明的网球选手转变成纪录片导演的故事，跟他一路走来呢，从英文一字不通到现在流利精通的经验分享。But before we get to the interview with James and I, Angela is going to help us break down some of the cultural differences James spoke about, particularly about all the different ways you can say shoot. In English versus Chinese, shoot a basketball, shoot a film, shoot a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So take it away, Angela. Here on NG English. 好的，没问题 ，John。谢谢你的介绍。那没有错，今天呢，我们要来跟各位谈谈打球的这个打哈，英文要怎么说？那现在就请大家赶快把 NG cheat sheet， 你 NG 英文专属的笔记小抄准备好，我们要开始喽。那待会在访谈中呢 ，James 会谈到说，英文的这个 shoot 跟中文的打一样哦，在不同情况下会有不同的意思。像是拍片的拍呢，可以用 shoot 来表达；但如果你打篮球要投篮的那个投，也同样可以用 shoot。那待会听众朋友，你们有时间查字典的话，就会发现连足球和曲棍球的射门或是射箭也都能用这个字哦。因为啊，刚刚讲的这些动作呢，都有瞄准。要把东西射到某个特定地方的意思。那如果我们想要用英文表达打球，像是打篮球啦、打排球、打网球这些的话，可以怎么说嘞？很简单，相信聪明的各位呢，对这用法一定不陌生。我们可以用 play， 像是 play basketball 打篮球 ，play volleyball 打排球，或是打网球 play tennis 打乒乓球 ，play ping pong， 甚至是连踢足球也可以用 play 哦。讲成 play soccer 或是 play football， 因为呢，当我们在讲球类运动的时候 ，play 就会有踢或是打击的意思，蛮特别的吧？是说我们讲了这么多，大家都还记得吗？我们来复习一下好了。像今天打篮球要瞄准，准备要投篮射篮的那个投射的动作，或是踢足球要射门，射箭比赛要射箭的这个射，英文可以怎么表达嘞？想想看哦，这些动作呢都有瞄准。要把东西射到某个特定地方的意涵在，所以嘞，我们要用 shoot， 有答对吗？好，再来，如果想要说打篮球啦、打网球或是踢足球这些有踢有打击动作的球类运动的时候，要用哪个字来表示嘞？记得吗？没错，就是 play， play basketball， 打篮球； play volleyball， 打排球；或是打网球； play tennis； 或是踢足球； play soccer； play football。好啦，那希望刚才讲的这些呢，对你的英文学习之路有所帮助。如果有漏掉、没有听到或写下来的，也不用担心，可以上我们的 YouTube 频道，随时你想要听几次就给他听几次。那如果大家都已经准备好了的话，我们就赶快进入今天的访谈内容，听听导演 James 他的分享吧。All right, all right, all right. As always, thank you, Miss Angela Ma, for that wonderful NG English breakdown. My guest today on the show is an American actor, filmmaker, director, entrepreneur, lover of the world and all its people, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome my good friend James. Ah, what's up, my man? What's good, player? 
Thank you. Uh, thank you for coming into our show today called NG Ingwen. Dude, so the last time we got together, I think, is when we went out and did the prison ministry. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, the last time we did the prison ministry in Taoyuan, uh, it was super fun. That was your first time doing it. How was it for you? Man, that was a very special, special day. Can you share a little bit? What, what is the prison ministry? What is the prison ministry? James 待会会跟大家介绍说他两年前呢和他的好朋友Andrew一起成立了这个Soul 他们会到关外国的监狱里面去办一场很赞的party 哇,讲得我都要落泪了,他们也太有爱心了吧 I started a non-profit about two years ago called Salt Ministry and uh, with my buddy Andrew and so what we do is we work with soup kitchens, orphanages and also we have the prison ministry which we do once a year and that's actually to throw an awesome party for the foreign prisoners here in Taiwan A lot of people don't know this but a lot of the foreign prisoners, they don't really get much love because their parents and their family don't really have too many opportunities to come visit them. You know, some maybe once a year, some maybe never. And so we try to show them some love by going there, you know, once a year. And in the future, I'd like to do it even more often. Um, but basically to let them feel loved and, you know, talk to them. Um, you know, a lot of them speak English and we have a bunch of different volunteers from different languages to show you know, like just to give them a pat on the back, have a real authentic conversation, give them a ton of food. We got, you know, KFC, you saw the the pizzas, the food mm -hmm. was really good, right? Yeah, man, food was incredible. It was a really special, special time. That was the first time I've ever kind of been a part of something like that. And just getting to, you know, remind each other of the human connection. It's like, yeah, you know, we are, this is prison, there's maybe something happened, and but it's it's humans, and we, and we can show a little love that way, and it was really beautiful. So thank you for, for inviting me to that. And so with all of that, I would love, can we share a little bit about your, your life in the past? So you are also a film director, and you have been a director for many years. So what kind of projects have you been doing, and what got you involved with the film industry?他原本高中的时候啊，是一位相当有抱负的这个网球选手哦，an 
但是他当时就是完全不想，也没有心情继续再待在网球场上，也退出了学校的网球队。后来呢，他认识了一些拍影片的新朋友，有一天他们突然上门找他要拍电影。那从那一天起呢，就是他整个拍片生涯的开始。The rest is history。他说后来拍了很多小短片，也不知道会不会成功，但是就都把影片寄给一些电影节参赛。没想到啊，最后还得了不少奖。I've been doing film now for literally 20 years, and、um, I mean it's a 20 years. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a bit of actually a little tragic story how I started、um, my film career actually, because I used to be an aspiring tennis player. Like、okay. uh, we were, I was trying to go pro, you know, was number one in my high school, 30 in the state, and、um, my best friend, my doubles partner, the guy that I, you know. Practice with every day for like five six hours a day. My boy Ryan Meyer passed away、um, yeah, from cancer、that. all of a sudden, and I was so traumatized. I、uh, just kind of lost my bearings a bit, and I pretty much quit tennis. And、uh, you know, had a fallout with my coach. He was frustrated. He's like, "Yo, man, you're supposed to go pro," and I just kind of gave that up because I just couldn't kept going. Wow! And when that happened.、Um, I made some new friends in school. I even quit the high school tennis team. Got a lot of flack for that from all the teachers. Like people got pissed off because they're like, "Dude, you're our number one player, our team captain. How are you gonna just bounce like that?" They couldn't understand the emotional, you know, pain that I was going through. But I was、mm. not interested in ten on, on being on a tennis court because it reminded me of you know my bro. And so when that happened, I made these new friends, and literally these guys were in film production. And one day they showed up at my house and they said, "Hey, want to do a movie?" And the rest is history. And after that, I did a bunch of short films. I had no idea that I, you know, would have any success, but submitted to some film festivals, started winning some awards. That's beautiful, man. So essentially, then you got picked up for doing quite a a feature length documentary. Was it about the UFC back when you were in the states? Is that correct? 接下来，将会问他说：“哎，之前在美国的时候，是不是有被选上要拍一部 feature length documentary 这个长篇的纪录片呢、啊？”而且好像是跟 UFC 跟这个终极格斗冠军赛有关吗？他说当时在拍他这个纪录片《Fight Life》的时候啊 ，UFC 还不是很盛行。不过呢，刚好有个邻居就是在打格斗的，那为了要支持这位邻居 ，James 他都会去买票看他比赛。他说有一次他跟爸妈去哦，结果不去还好，一去发现哇，这个比赛场地超小，就在一个健身房里面而已。而且旁边都还会有脱衣舞娘在走来走去做宣传，像在拍电影一样哦。后来比赛结束啊，他的邻居输了，而且说连钱也没嘞。他花了三千块美金为这场比赛做准备，结果人家只付了他一千块，还被打得鼻青脸肿。但是这位邻居他竟然还是乐此不疲，还是继续要打。这时候就让 James 发现，哎，原来有人跟他一样。在邻居的格斗人生和他自己的拍片人生之间有一个这个 parallel， 就是说他们两个人生呢蛮相似的，都对某件事情很有热忱。虽然说，哎，所有在这个专业领域的滴滴扣扣啊，都要自己掏腰包自己消化，但还是一样要继续做，热情还是一样在。他说啊，这大概也是为什么后来这些格斗选手愿意接纳他进入他们的圈子，愿意让他把这些格斗选手的故事拍成纪录片。因为他们知道 James 懂他们的苦，懂他们的执着，知道呢他会好好的用影片把格斗选手的故事说给大家听。Uh, when I first started working on Fight Life,、uh, the UFC wasn't actually that big. It was on TV, but the sport of mixed martial arts was such a small, small thing back then. 
and uh, not many people really into it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I had a neighbor that was an MMA fighter. And I can tell you, man, it was crazy. We went to support him because he asked us, you know, he was selling tickets. And I even went with my parents. And that's the crazy part. We went to a freaking small <laughs> gym in San Francisco. And, like, it was freaking straight, like, out of a movie, man. Like, they had strippers walking around promoting their strip club. So when I saw what was going on with the sport, uh, my, my boy, our neighbor, he lost. And mm-hmm. I went to talk to him, you know, the next day. You know, he had a black eye. And I was like, hey, Brian, man, you know, how was it? And he was like, bro, I lost money preparing for this fight. I spent three months in fight camp. I had to pay my trainer. I had to pay for the food, nutrition. And I was only paid, like, you know, $1,000. And I probably spent 3000 mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, wait a minute you're serious that you committed that much invested that much not just money but your time and you actually lost money in the sport and you're still doing it so it really got me curious because there was a certain parallel to my film life and you know in my film career where i was also investing taking classes you know i didn't have enough money for film school so i just literally you know went to take some classes on the side bought every book you know that's on the at barnes and nobles and literally started on my own so when I saw that there was this parallel between the film life and the fight life, it really drew me in. And I really connected with the fighters because of that. And I think one reason I was successful in connecting with the professional MMA fighters was because they understood. They got it. They mm-hmm. got that I was also living the same lifestyle. And that's why they let me in, knowing that I was going to tell their tell their story the right way. Yeah, I, I think that's beautiful. And, and I love how you said it. It's, it was a parallel because here is a fighter. And then here is you, who is an athlete, but also a, an actor and a filmmaker, and you know the struggles, and you're trying to do it all on your own and, and chase that dream. So I, I really hope I get a chance to actually watch that, because this sounds like quite a quite a story and a journey all in itself. That makes me think also a little bit about your life. So do you mind, then, if we backtrack a little bit more about some of your language journey? So you were born, I believe, in, was it Shanghai or somewhere in China, and then moved to the States, and now in Taiwan. So can you share a little bit about that? In这段访谈中,我们会谈到James他其实是在上海附近的无锡市出生的哦。后来才搬到美国。他说刚过去的时候啊,语言是个很大的障碍, get into the swing of things. I was born in a city called uh, Wuxi, which is really close to Shanghai. Then I moved to the States at a very young age. After that, uh, you know, like I was telling you earlier, like first moving to the States, like language was a huge barrier. Like the mm-hmm. first year in, in second grade, I didn't even really speak. I, you know, I didn't know what was going on. It, t- you know, it took a while for me to really... Um, get into the swing of things. This is connecting me to a, a common question I ask here on the show here on NZ England. That is, could you share some tips and advice about your language learning process? The bravery to screw up. 因为他觉得人啊,尤其是男生,通常都会自尊心比较强烈一点,不想要出球丢脸,但是人生中的成功就是你要去犯错,要出乱子,特别是在这个语言的世界里面哦,可以算是你必须要一定要犯错。怎么
要怎么真正去学习嘞？那最后酱也讲到说啊，的确哦，我们在学一个外国语言的时候 ，the fear of failure is not around， 意思就是说你害怕失败的那恐惧是不存在的。如果在的话，我们也要把它赶到一边去，才能好好的学习。On the language journey, I feel like just having the bravery to screw up. Nicely said, the bravery to screw up. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, I feel like you know, like us, especially as men, you know, we have a lot of pride, and we don't want to look bad.、Mm-hmm, um, sure. But the success of life is you have to screw up, and I think a lot of people don't understand that. And in the language world, it's like you kind of have to because how else? Are you gonna know that you're doing something the wrong way, and how else are you gonna learn to do it the right way if you don't, you know, really go there? So, you know, that would be my biggest advice. I think that's that's a wonderful thing, and the fear of failure is is not not around when you're when you're focusing on language so much, and that makes me think even more so about、um, any cultural differences or kind of any direct translations. Like you were telling me something off air that was very interesting about. You know the way we use certain words and and the way we use them in English versus in Chinese. So can you share about that? 在上段访谈里呢 ，James 给了我们一些他觉得学语言很重要的一些建议哦。那现在这样邀请他分享一些从华人社会进入到美国圈子里，在这个中文英文转换的过程中曾经发生的一些有趣的小故事。他说自己除了有在拍片以外，也常在打篮球。那英文的拍片。可以用 shoot films 来表示。那投篮的话呢，可以说 shoot the ball。好，他说以前每次传简讯要找台湾的朋友打球、打篮球的时候啊，常常都只会用一个打来表示要打球。虽然说他的朋友也大概都知道 James 在表达什么，知道他中文不太好，但是就是会捉弄他，笑他这个怪异的用法，想说啊，你现在是要去打谁啊？ j a m e s 说中文的打呢，就跟英文的 shoot 一样，有很多用法。Absolutely.、Uh, moving to Taiwan, you know, seven eight years ago, you know,、um, like I'm a filmmaker, so I shoot films. I'm a basketball player, so I shoot the ball. And that used to be one thing that it was so funny that I get made fun of all the time is when I message my Taiwanese friends and you know to play basketball. You know, I would I would message them in Chinese sometimes, and、uh, you know, 打球 is、mm-hmm. how you you know mention playing basketball.、Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I would be like, 我们去打，我们跟他们要打，我们要打他们，打他们。And you're gonna hit them. <laughs> and they're like, What are you trying to do, man? They're like, Yo. And they would make fun of me so much. They understood that my Chinese sucked. So, but they just used to give me a hard time、um, because. They were like, "Yo, man, this guy does not know what he's talking about," and you know, and that's the thing with you know, like the English language too, right? Like the word "shoot," it can mean so many different things. Yeah. And then now you go to the Chinese, the word "da" also means so many different things. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's like, okay, is it playing basketball or is it beating someone up, <laughs> or even "da gong"? Da gong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, hey, like whoa, whoa, like, like da cha. Like you can exactly. <laughs> There's so many different ways you can go about it, and、yeah. uh, and that's why it makes you know like language such an inter- interesting thing. You said it perfectly. It's it's you can shoot a basketball, you can shoot a film, you can shoot a gun, 
it's it's so yeah so understanding the cultural context too of of whatever word you're trying to use whether it is in chinese or in english all right my man well unfortunately we are coming to our last question here on ng england that's it i'm trying to get some three-hour joe <laughs> rogan know, man. let's go podcast, man let's go I'm, I'm working on i'm working on getting that unlimited uh podcast timing <laughs> but uh for for the meantime, while well, we got a uh, thirty minutes on air here, me and Angela would do some some Chinese translations, so you know it it, uh, it goes quick. But um, yeah, thinking of all that, if you could go back and talk to a younger James or talk to yourself now, is there anything you would want to share with yourself? Advice about language, learning, or life? 访谈最后，我们还是一样要来问问导演 James 有没有什么话或是建议会想要跟以前的自己说呢？他说他觉得啊。Generosity, 你的这个慷慨，你的大方是一块肌肉。那 love， 你的爱心呢，也同样是一块肌肉。如果可以跟世界或是跟二十年前自己传达一个讯息的话，那他说他会希望多训练这两块肌肉，因为现在我们都生活在这个 self-absorbed world， 在这个只关心自己的世界里面，让很多人常常都会忘记要去把爱表现出来，忘记展现慷慨大方的一面。但其实啊，一旦你去做了，去把爱和慷慨大方表现出来之后，你会发现啊，原来呢，其实可以得到很多快乐。像之前他们做的这个慈善爱心活动，这个圣诞节到孤儿院去发礼物，就一个这样子一个 giving 给予的动作呢，就整个让孤儿院里面四百位小朋友都快乐的不得了。Made their day， 全部他们带去的四百件礼物，通通都被领走了。后来呢，也越来越多人来问 James 说：“哎，还有没有这样子的机会可以来回馈，来帮助社会上有需要的人？”他说呢：“这就是他希望在台北做的，希望在台北建立像这样子帮助他人、回馈社会的一个群体、一个社群呢、哦，去让世界变得更美好。”那如果有兴趣加入这个行列的听众朋友，待会呢可以上他们的网站 salt， 在一个这个横杠 ministry dot com 去看看相关讯息哟、哦。Generosity is a muscle, and、um, love—it's also a muscle.、Mm. And、uh, my main message to the world, to myself, you know, 20 years ago, is to basically work those muscles. And one thing, you know, in the self-absorbed world that we live in, is we forget to do that. And、uh, but actually, there's so much joy and there's so much community that actually comes out of that. You know, like having you. Come to Salt Ministry and doing the events.、Um, you know, even for us doing the Giving Tree this year. You know, giving gifts to 400 orphans and working with nine different orphanages and organizations to you know, like man, we just made 400 kids like made their day on Christmas, giving them the gift that they wanted. And 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 you know what the beautiful thing was that those 400 gifts literally went off the shelf in like a matter of like a day,、mm -hmm. and so everyone was so willing to give it. And people always ask me like, man, are there more opportunities? Can we do more of this? And that's the kind of community that I'm really trying to help build here in Taiwan in Taipei, is to really be able to give back to the community and build this community, you know, for all of us to enjoy and make this world a better place. Man, yeah, and you are such a leader and such a poet. Like I keep saying, I, I really, I really feel that energy. So this has been a, a wonderful little podcast slash radio show. So thank you for for sharing all of this, and and I love that you are doing this. And can you share with people maybe where they can get involved? How can they find more about your life, about Salt Ministry,、uh, on the World Wide Web? Oh yeah,、uh, we got our website. You know,、uh, Salt Hyphen、uh, Ministry dot com. And、uh, you know we're on social media. 
you can find me on you know IG James Z Fang um, and uh, yeah I'll be out there you know people can feel free to connect and if they want to come volunteer just show up for a soup kitchen and hang out with us dude come through man yeah man I love it I love what you're doing and thank you for coming and making some time for us today thanks for having me it's been a joy and I'll see you next time homie all right brother peace that is our NG Ingwin show for today we hope everyone enjoyed listening to that don't forget to connect with us on Instagram or Facebook. You can search NG Ingwen or you can search NG English ICRT. And make sure to tune in each week, Wednesday morning from 6.30 to 7 and Wednesday night from 9 to 9.30. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 好,那我们今天新平方的节目NG英文就到这边告一段落啦。感谢大家的收听,别忘了到IG搜寻我们的粉丝专业,NG底线。English在底线ICRT 我们下次见了 拜拜